Pulse FM presents Sports Yak. Yes. A podcast featuring Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie yakking about sports and faith. And the number one spot this week for Sports Yak downloads and listens, Elkhart. Can they? Yes. Will they? No. I don't know that I want to hear YMCA at a college football game. No. Download, listen, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't miss an episode of The Yak. I thought Derek Rose was Jalen Rose and Jalen Rose was Derek Rose. <laughs> no wonder I say these people have no clue at all. What in the world? Outside of my wedding and the birth of my children, that was the greatest night of my life. Brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet of Elkhart or online at bigandtalloutlet.com because big guys got to look good too. It's either my way or adios amigos. You have got to be kidding me. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and uh, downloading the show. Uh, Today, on the show, talking about big trouble in Little China, it's Brad Jester. Brad, what is going on? Not much, man. Just excited to be talking with you. Um, I saw you about a week ago, and the first thing you talked to me about was uh, this show. And I was so... I, Brad, like you don't even understand how excited I was that, that about that, and so I, I'm telling you right now, man, uh, you're someone who I, I one didn't even know that you listened to the show, and then two, I'm just like so excited you were willing to come on and talk about Big Trouble in Little China. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, it has been about a year ago, I believe it was, maybe a little bit more. But uh, my little brother, good friend of you, Big Richie, Richie, Richie said, uh, "Man, you've got to listen to Jack's show." I was like, "I didn't <laughs> even know he had one," and uh, and I listened to it that night. Yes, and just loved it. And then uh, it was months later, and you had another friend of ours on, and uh, I'm talking about just Steve- Steven. Steven- Stephen Stephen Price, yes, and I just got a big old kick out of that. Well, and uh, I'm just, maybe one of these days I'll have I'll have a conversation with Jack. All you had to do was reach out, and I would have said, <laughs> "Brad, come on the show." But the thing is, is like I tried, I had it planned out that Richie was going to come on, and yeah. then we had a big snowstorm, and he ended up not even coming up that weekend, and then we just haven't <laughs> we haven't really made our, our you know uh, things connect to get him on. So you. You uh, are first on. You're the first jester on the show. 
And and that that makes you a wonderful person. Let me tell you, well, of course it does. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell the, the, the listeners, I almost said viewers, the listeners this. Uh, Brad Jester is from literally, Phil, I'm telling you right now, one of the most talented families you've ever come oh, across. Gosh. I'm telling you, hey, your brother Matt, uh, again, Brad, we're talking to, Richie is unbelievable. Uh, your parents, super talented. And I'm just telling you right now, like vocally, instrumentally, Brad is, I'm telling you this right now, Brad is a way better drummer than I am. A wow. way better. And that, Phil, Phil and I now, Phil and I play music yeah. every week together. And I'm telling you, Brad's a way better drummer than I am. Phil. And better looking. Uh, <laughs> do not even listen to that. That, <laughs> that, that last part is another lie. But the, 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 the rest of it. <laughs> the better looking part um, is not a lie. You're better, much better oh, looking. No. <laughs> I have a face for radio, Brad. You know, Jack, I've played many, many um, concerts, I would say. That's true. And, and I've always wanted to be able to play just like you. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, yeah, I, you know. I, I hold you pretty high when it comes to percussion. That's for sure. Well, I, I hold you higher. You're, so. you're an amazing one. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're better. All right. So, uh, anyway. let's, let's do this. Um, Brad, today we are talking about big trouble in little China. Tell everybody your first experience with Big Trouble in Little China. I would say it parallels my own. <laughs> I would say it's probably a parallels my own. Go ahead. I would I would say I was I had been around I don't know uh, twelve in that in that area. I would say okay. Um, it absolutely you know back then the uh, martial arts kind of was taking over cinema you know <laughs> i agree and uh i was so big into that uh me an old friend of yours and mine uh todd bell yes. we'd run around as kids run around as kids acting like we were bruce lee yes and uh and, and chuck norris yes and um well so uh when this film came out it was just like it blew my mind then you watch it years later and yes. go, "What was that?" Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it is like a, it is like a sensor. It's sensory overload to rewatch it. Um, it is uh, my my experience, and much like a lot of movies that I've done on this show, uh, that people will bring on. My experience is always on a movie like this. My parents didn't rent it, but it was on TBS or it was on USA Network or it was on. You know, on a replay on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, or you know, you know what I'm saying. So, like, you yeah, would see yeah. it and you'd be like, "What? What is this?" And this has got so much weird, um, China. I'm just gonna say this, like Chinese fantasy type stuff. Like, yeah. it's got some magic in it. It's just got some yeah. weird stuff in it. Um, my parents and your parents were probably. I, I'm gonna. I'm saying this. It may not be true, but your parents were probably a little stricter on what movies you watch. My parents. We're strict about certain things, but like when it came to movies and stuff, like and there's some language in this, and maybe that was the maybe I'm re- misremembering it, but like on the you know like on TBS or USA, they wouldn't have had the bad language. But watching this thing, back, right. I watched this back this afternoon, and the language is like there's some bad language in this thing. Yeah, I probably watched it 
on a sleepover somewhere. <laughs> I can't exactly remember. But yeah, you're right. Mom and Dad would have not approved of of me watching that uh, at that early of an age. But, I don't think. But as a parent, like, don't you feel like having to turn around and explain something to your kid like this and be like, "Well, so what is?" What is this guy? He's got lightning coming out of his fingers, and uh, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he's talking about all this. Like they're they're sacrificing one of the people. Like I I could see yeah. Phil and Barbara not wanting to have to explain that to a young Brad, probably. <laughs> yeah, just the mention of dark magic wouldn't have been a good conversation. <laughs> I could see that being the case. <laughs> I could see that being um, the case. Yeah, and and just being told that God would not approve of this. And exactly. I would agree. Yeah, and, probably uh, so. Kurt Russell uh, definitely approved of it. Uh, let's talk real quick about Kurt Russell. Um, he uh, he is one person, and I think I've said this on the show before, he's someone who did who did audition uh, to be Han Solo uh, whenever, whenever Harrison really? Ford... Really? Yeah, whenever Harrison Ford auditioned, they auditioned uh, uh, Kurt Russell... And honestly, you watch this movie and other stuff that Kurt Russell's done, he would have been fine in that role. I think he would have been a pretty good Han Solo, brutal honesty. I mean, I think he would have been, you know, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he can play a pretty good cantankerous yeah. uh, and tough guy. Yeah. You know? He's a good-looking yeah. dude. He's a good-looking dude. Uh, he's got yeah. a way about him. He can play an action, action star. You know, he was a Disney, uh, like a Disney actor at a very young age. Like, you know, eight years old, nine years old. Ten, I mean, he... He has been in acting his whole life. So, wow, yeah. But a little, uh, a little side note on Kurt Russell. A, a, a little trivia mm-hmm. about my family. Oh, tell when me. My uh, my my father was um, in a group called the Californians. Right, exactly. Way back in the late seventies, early eighties. Absolutely. Um, they were doing. They were cutting a record, and I can't remember what studio it was. But it was the same studio that Kurt Russell was getting his, you know, big break, big start uh, as playing the role of Elvis in a made-for-TV movie. And they happened to be recording. They came down and said, hey, we're kind of going to shoot the last scene of Elvis's last concert. Uh, Would you guys want to be his backup singers in that that concert? That is so cool. That's cool. And the rest of the group. We're actually in that made-for-TV movie. That is so cool. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. really neat. That's kind of weird, isn't it? That's really have Now, have you got to see it? Huh? Have you got yeah, to see oh, it? Yeah. You have uh, a copy of it? Yeah. It used to play, like, every year, you know, on, on TV uh-huh. until... And then they kind of slowed it down. And every once in a while, they'll play it probably somewhere in Europe somewhere. Something but, random. But uh, mom finally... Mom... Uh, found copies of it somehow on DVD and got them to all the kids. You can see five minutes of dead. Dude, I'm pumped. Just, uh, I'm going to find this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty comical. Uh, well, let's do this. Uh, let's talk about some more details of the movie. It's time, uh, time for some deets. This is a big trouble in Little China. Uh, Brad, it's directed by John Carpenter, who's done a ton of stuff. Uh, John Carpenter, uh, a big time. I don't want to say horror genre just specifically, but a lot of horror movies. Uh, but he has done uh, Halloween. He's done The Fog, Escape from New York, which is another Kurt Russell movie, uh, The Thing. 
Uh, and uh, again, Kurt Russell. And he is, uh, like I said, he's done a lot of, uh, just a ton of uh, stuff. They Live also, uh, which I don't know if you know, if you've ever seen They Live, Brad, but it has uh, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper in it. <laughs> so I can't say I've ever it's, seen it's that. Actually, no. <laughs> it actually, and I'll say this one about that one. It kind of holds up a little bit, which is interesting. Um, but, really? uh, yep. Uh, this written by Gary Goldman. We'll talk a little bit more when we talk about the plot about what this movie started out as, uh, cause they changed the script a bunch of times, uh, and changed it in a lot of ways. Uh, let's see who else starring Kurt Russell, uh, 80s heartthrob and also the father on, uh, guardians of the galaxy for, uh, star Lord. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. it ego? I think, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Ego of the living planet. Kim Cattrall, I'm just telling you right now, um, not that I ever saw Maxim Magazine, but there are times when she was on the cover of Maxim Magazine. I'm just going to tell you. Maxim is not a... There's no nudity in Maxim, right? I didn't just say anything crazy there, did I? Anyway, I digress. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If I did, then I'm sorry. Kids, stop stop crying. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, Dennis Dune is in this as a sidekick. James Hong plays the main villain, David Lo- Lopan. Da- James Hong is the uh, Seinfeld Party of Four guy. That's the Chinese restaurant. That's one of my favorite The Chinese restaurant in Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, And then, um, I'll tell you what, we're going to finish the deets when we come back. Uh, We'll be right back. And we're back. uh, Again, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Today we have uh, Brad Jester on. We're talking about uh, this great, great film starring Kurt Russell. Uh, We went to break and we were talking about the details of the movie. Time for some deets. First time I've ever <laughs> split up. No. I think it is. No, I'm saying <laughs> split up deets right in the middle. I, I feel like we have. But... No, if, if Anyway, it's still time we were talk- for some deets. <laughs> we were talking about James Hong. Yes. Okay. So back to the ca- cast. We're on the cast of the, of the deets. J- James Hong, I mean, I know he's probably a main character in this movie. He's one of those guys that I think everyone recognizes him when they see him. Because they're like, oh, I know I've seen that guy in yeah. something. But no one no one knows his name. Like, his his actual name. Like, James Hong isn't going to ring a lot of bells, the name itself. No, but you see him and you're like, oh, that's the... He's been in yeah. a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, we said Kurt Russell... As Jack Burton, uh, Kim Cattrall as his uh, love interest, Dennis Dune plays uh, Wang Chi, his sidekick. I'm just saying, James Hong plays the evil villain David Lopan, who morphs is very scary. By the way, Brad, would you agree? <clears throat> whenever he, whenever his head lights up when he morphs into like his ghost form or whatever it is. Yes, um, when I was a kid, that really kind of flipped me out, <laughs> and. Uh, I watched this again like a couple of days ago, and uh, I just—it was one of the funniest things I'd seen. Isn't that weird? And his head looks—his head looks like a like a uh, like a uh, I don't know, like a dried up prune or something. And then he and then he morphs into his other form. Uh, you have these three evil villains on here that are his henchmen: Carter Wong as Thunder, Peter Kwong as Rain, and James Pax as Lightning. So yes. And, then and I didn't. I don't get that. They're called the, the storm, but the only one that rides the lightning is one of them. The, I never saw any rain. No. And they all ne- have lightning. Never power. heard my. Right. Um, <laughs> and one ballooned up like a, a, a Goodyear blimp. Thunder. I think but I didn't. I think that's thunder because I looked at him earlier <laughs> to see what else he'd been in because I thought at, at first he was the bad guy from Kickboxer. 
or, yes. or blood sport yeah. or blood sport i couldn't remember I'm, think, I'm being serious too i'm not trying to typecast I, phil, I phil, right. phil bust my chops sometimes i think because i think i think he thinks i'm being like I, I don't know what he thinks i'm being but like i feel i, I think it's blood sport he's there, not though i looked there are times where i can't tell if jack is making something up or not <laughs> no i'm serious like I, he, this guy's ripped and big and, and thick okay and then he yep. balloons up why does he balloon up in this movie it makes no sense um it made no sense whatsoever. No, it did not make any sense. Okay, well, let me finish this off. Here we go. So July 2nd, 1986 was the release date. I didn't realize that long ago. Um, a 99-minute runtime, which actually didn't feel like that long to me. Like There are movies we've done on here that'll be that'll be 80 minutes, and I'm like, please get me out of here now. Um, a budget of about $20 million, a budget of about $20 million, and it only made at the box office $11 million. But I'm going to guarantee you this. I think... In royalties of plays over and over again on TV, mm-hmm. I bet it's made a lot of money over the years. Yeah, I would say so. It is, it's on TV all the time. It still is on in some in, on, on, yeah, on some on some stations. So, yeah. all right, Brad, we are going to uh, do uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Thirty second synopsis. Can you do this? I'll give it my best shot. You give it your best shot. I have. Uh, Phil has told uh, Phil has watched me butcher these before myself, so if I oh, can yeah. screw them up, then anyone else is capable of screwing up. I've also had my son Miller do this before; he's eight, uh, and he uh-huh. he uh, he routinely will start one and then sidetrack into talking about Mario or something. So don't <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Well, okay. if I go to Luigi, don't worry about it. You become Luigi if you want to. So here we <laughs> okay. go. Big trouble in Little China. Brad Jet, the legendary Brad Jester. Uh, and uh, five, four, three, two, one, and go. Okay, tough guy, truck driver, Jack Burton, meets his friend, uh, Wang Chi, and uh, they make a bet. Um, and Wang Chi can't pay up. They end up taking a, a, Ten seconds. a journey. Oh, sorry, taking a journey to... The uh, airport to pick up Wang Chi's uh, soon-to-be wife that has green eyes, and she gets taken. <laughs> and they go to uh, try to recover her, and uh, they go into an underworld of black magic in uh, Chinatown. And the hilarity ensues. There you go. So, good times. Good times. All right. Hey, it was great. Uh, it was perfect. Perfecto, much like this movie is perfecto. The first, okay, so the first, well, let's go to the plot here. The first um, bit of the movie, I feel like Jack, uh, Jack Jack Burton is the character, but it's Kurt Russell. I almost said Jack Russell, yeah. like Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, <laughs> Jack Burton is played by Kurt Russell. He yeah. He is doing what I feel is like a John Wayne impression when he's talking. It was yeah. very weird. Like tough like you said tough guy and the initial part yeah. of the movie he's like, "Well, I'll tell you what, blah 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 blah." <laughs> and I'll tell I'm like, "What's happening?" Like and he's talking on the CB like just, it's his radio show. Yeah. He's just swinging it out in the airways to who knows who. Uh who's he talking to? Yeah, and, well and then and he, no one replies back and it's like this sad life of the truck driver uh one mm-hmm. truck stop to another. So, um, but I'll tell you what, uh, he ends up in San Francisco in Chinatown. Uh, have you ever been to San Francisco, Brad? I have never been to San Francisco. I have been there. 
I am sure as a three or four year old traveling with my dad, uh, but I don't remember much of it. Now you would go, would you go on tour with your parents? Yes, they would take us. If they went on a weekend, um, they would take us kids on the bus with them. Um, but I was so little at the time. I remember bits and pieces, but, uh, I don't remember specifics of towns like San Francisco. Right. Well, uh, uh, Phil here, producer Phil, is from San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, really? the suburbs, but yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Phil, did you were you there that for this cool. event to happen in this movie? Is, I mean, this, was, is yeah. this a real event? Is this a documentary? <laughs> I was alive yeah. in 1986. Yeah, Phil, tell us. Tell, tell us, Phil, <laughs> is this a real situation that happened where the uh, – it, it starts out, he goes to the airport – uh, Jack goes to the mm-hmm. actually rewind stop. He goes to San Francisco, meets up with Wang Chi, his friend. They bet each other all night. At, it seems like is this the fish market, Brad, that they're at? Yes, it, yes, it's a market of some sort. There's all kinds of stuff out there. It's raining. They're under a tarp though, so they're they're dry, and they're gambling with yeah. each other all night. Um, at one, uh, Jack at the end of the night uh, says, "Okay, look, look, you owe me. What is it? Fourteen hundred or twelve hundred dollars?" Yeah, yeah. It goes double or nothing on whether uh, Wang Chi can cut a bottle in half. Yeah, cut a bottle in half, Phil. Yeah. With this knife thing he's got. He Mm -hmm. chops down on it, and he doesn't break it. So he owes Jack basically, you know, over $2,000 now. Yeah. Now they're friends. And then oddly Mm -hmm. enough... They, he's like, well, you're going to come with me, partner, and go pick up my girlfriend. <laughs> or no, 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 no. Wang Chi's yeah. like, I've got to go. Wang Chi says, I've got to go pick up somebody at the airport. And yeah. so now Jack is making him drive in his 18-wheeler to the airport to pick up, uh, what's his fiance, Miao Yin. Yin. Miao Yin. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm trying to say it right, Phil. Phil looked at me like. <laughs> I don't think it's Miao. <laughs> Miao? M-I-A-O. What do you think, Phil? Mao Yin. Mao Yin. Mao, yeah. Probably yeah. just Mao. Well. <laughs> I don't think it's the sound the cat makes. That great Mount View Birch Street <laughs> education is coming out of me. So here we go. Um, I can't blame them. That's my fault. All right. Um, but then a Chinese street gang called the Lords of Death, which is actually a band I feel like I was in at one point, the Lords of Death, um, <laughs> uh, try to kidnap this girl. Yes. And um, uh, they they just don't look quite right. You know, they kind of stick out in the crowd, and no one picks up on it. <laughs> they look... Um, yeah, for, they, yeah, go ahead. for some reason, somebody's wearing those gag uh, uh, sunglasses. Did you notice that? Yeah, and they, were like, they have like little slits in them for, for the eye parts that you can't even actually see out of them. Right. I mean, that's a pretty hardcore gang right there. Wear those glasses. <laughs> really hardcore. And they're trying to yeah. kidnap. They're trying to kidnap somebody else who it, Kim Cattrall's character is there to pick up. But they end up kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it, Wang Chi's. Yeah, Ma- Wang Chi's g- girlfriend, future fiance. She's. I'm going to say yeah. this. She is Chinese, but she has green eyes. And that green comes, eyes. And that comes in handy later in the movie. That's why they're yeah. after her. It's interesting. Right. It's very interesting. They're after her for yeah. her eyes? You'll see why. I'll explain. I'll explain, Phil. Let's be patient. So so they uh, kidnap her. Uh, Jack and Wang 
go they try they try to track him them down. They end up in a back alley in Chinatown. Brad, I want you to which, set, set up this alley. This is an unbelievable situation. Yeah, this is absolutely my favorite part in the movie because it absolutely makes no sense. Um, they track him down, and they're driving down San Francisco, and Kurt Russell's character, Jack, is driving 90 mile an hour. Well... Um, his friend Wang Chi says, take a right, right now, go down that alley. And he makes a sharp turn down this alley <laughs> where you're trying to fit this diesel truck, the semi, and it, the mirrors are touching. It's so close. It's so <laughs> narrow. Well, they keep going down. All of a sudden they stop and there is a funeral procession going on. A Chinese funeral procession. Um, and, uh, in the midst of this funeral, um, a gang war breaks out. No lie. Um, which usually happens, I guess. Um, but my favorite part of the gangs is how color coordinated they were. Yes. Well, that way you could tell the, the rival gangs apart. Yeah. I mean, either you're on team yellow or you're on team red. Yes, and they have also and, a, a a team with a with white geese. They have white geese on as well. Yes, yes, and that's when you actually get introduced to the three storms. So um, they storm. fight for a while. They do about uh, an equivalent of four thousand so clips. It's like, yeah, it, it's like bad Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, like well they. Well, they're fighting. All of a sudden, they stop because the storms come down, and both sides just stop. These three guys levitate down, and obviously, they're on wires. By the way, I'm just telling you, they're levitating down on wires. Right. They're flying, right. basically. Well, they're yeah. They just come from nowhere. Okay. Out of skirt, out mm-hmm. of shot, out of the shot into the. Okay. Like into the middle of this gang war, <laughs> and the thing was this funeral procession. Where are they hauling this this uh, coffin to? Because then the they they all line up, feel like you're like it's gonna be ninjas fighting, mm-hmm. and then they all brandish <laughs> machine guns. Oh, really? And just machine guns, pelleting yeah. each other with these machine guns. Well, I guess they run. They start shooting each other first, but then I guess they run out of ammo, mm-hmm. so they relinquish their secondaries, which yes. is swords and axes, yes, and and um, pipe. Yeah, and pipes. So uh, this is kind of like a yakuza type of thing, but I'm sure they never use that word. In the they, movie. they did not say anything about the yakuza. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Is, is that Japanese? I feel like that's Japanese. Oh yeah, this yeah, is Chinese. Yeah, this yeah. is Chinese. Um, but I'll tell you what. They um, there was one guy. Do you remember this guy? And this is gonna. I'll talk about this after a bit. But there, remember that in this scene, there's a guy with. He's got uh, six shooters. Like he's a cowboy, right? They're gold, <laughs> gold pistolas, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but I'm yeah. telling you right now, hey, uh, I'll say this. This I was reading about this. This movie, when they initially, and this actually kind of interested me, when they initially made this movie, like when they wrote the script for this, the initial idea was it to be this like Chinese mysticism stuff, but set in mm-hmm. San, Fran- San Francisco in the 1880s. And I thought, huh, yeah, that could be. I I felt like that might be kind of fun. Like it might be more fun than. Then watching the the truck driver uh, come through and 
save the day after he visited the Love's truck stop or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd heard it was originally supposed to be like some kind of Western. Yeah, and so I feel like that guy with the six shooters was kind of an homage to the original thing because they couldn't it get it, they couldn't get it kind of over the hump to get anyone to bite on it. So then they changed it and they asked John Carpenter to come on and turn it into what he turned it into. So anyway, wow, I'm kind of getting some. Have you guys both seen the movie Rush Hour, the Rush Hour series? Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of getting some vibes. I, I'm not seeing this movie Big Trouble in Little China, but uh, Rush Hour is you know of course the the Awesome. I, I love that whole franchise. But Jackie Chan and I'm blanking on the other. Oh, uh, Tucker. Name. Yeah, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Um, you know what? Not- Marshall, Marshall Tucker. I'm just joking. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Uh, you know, as American yeah. American guy with with uh, Asian guy, you know, kind of teaming up together. And, and, and I think it also plays, takes place in San Francisco, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. It does. <laughs> All the hills. There's a lot yeah. of hills there. So everyone wants to drive those hills. Yeah. Even though there's no hills in this Still movie. Is- this battle will also remind you of the battle in Anchorman. No, now that, that I will say that, <laughs> hey, this is very much like the battle in Anchorman. It it really did remind me of that. And that may be what they were ripping off, huh? Possibly <laughs> is what, what, what what Anchorman was ripping off. So throughout mm-hmm. this battle, we basically the storm comes down, and then uh, uh, David Low, what is it? Low? Oh my god! Low pan. Low pan. Okay, good. Low. He levitates oh. down in this ghostly form, right? The truck drives. Yeah. The uh, uh, Kurt Russell's like uh, Kurt, uh, Wang Chi is like. We gotta get out of here. Drive out of here. He drives and yeah. and basically he thinks he runs over, uh, uh, Lopan, but Lopan is a right. ghost a ghost form. Okay, it's a ghost mm-hmm. form. Uh, mm-hmm. So then we run into basically then they're trying to find uh, Kim Cattrall. Do you remember where where did her character go? Where did Kim Cattrall's character go? See they um. She's back at some apartment, if I remember right. After they escape all of that, they go back to that apartment where they hatch a plan to go get Mao Yin, right? Yeah, I guess I couldn't remember. I literally was like, now where were they at? Because they were hiding out there. They go back to get them. She's yeah. a, is she a reporter? I think she's a reporter, right? I think she said she's a lawyer. Oh, it's close. Because, <laughs> well, basically, you know, same thing. But, um, yeah, and she's advocating for the the girl that they were supposed to take. That's what it is. Yes. And gonna, yeah, yeah. And then when they go try to um, get both of those girls, she gets taken. Also, okay, so they they end up crossing paths again. Jack and Wang Chi are trying to figure out where the girl with the green eyes went. Uh, they go back. Mm-hmm. Um, when do they run into um, Egg Shin? When do they run into Egg Shin, the, the magician? <laughs> um, let's see, he knows all about this magic stuff, by the way. And Lo Pan later yeah. in the movie's like. Well, Egg Shin, you can't stop me. You never can defeat me. So obviously they have some sort of a background. Which is kind of, it doesn't say that Egg was uh, as old as Lopan, because Lopan is supposedly like 4,000 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's like super old. Or 2,000, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. Oh, it's the same. But, At that point in your life, if you're that old, then what's, what's another 2,000 years, right? 
<laughs> right. But, so I don't know when egg, egg and, and <laughs> low pants cross paths. I really don't know if they really um, made that clear. Um, so they basically had to break into uh, Lopan's lair, uh, and and they they have to figure out a way in. And Egg Shin's group is like the black and gold ninjas, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, but when we come back, we're gonna go to a break. When we come back, uh, we will uh, finish up talking about this plot and talk about much, much more with Brad. Be right back. And we're back uh, today on the Hor- horrible movie podcast. We're talking. Uh, about big trouble in little China, not little China, but big trouble in little China, and uh, we've got Brad Jester, uh, the greatest, the greatest uh, Brad we've ever had on the show. Mm. Man, and the only, right? I think so, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, right on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, check it out. That's awesome. I say that. I, mean, I don't think we've had any other Brads on the show, have we? No, I don't. Think Brad so. Bradshaw. No. Is he? He's never been on the show. Uh, no. You know who I'm talking about when I say that, Brad? Yes. Okay. Yes. Every I'm he's sure. a sponsor today, ladies and gentlemen. He's our sponsor, I mean, Brad Bradshaw. He's a surgeon. He's a lawyer. <laughs> he is a he is a medical doctor. He's coming. He's he's going to help you out, Brad Bradshaw. I mean, if you, you live in Southern Missouri, you know who Brad Bradshaw is. Yeah. He's done it all. Folks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. He's the he's the guy that makes us all look like idiots. <laughs> Man, I'm lazy. Brad Bradshaw is a lawyer, a doctor. That guy has and five a, PhDs. A surgeon. Yikes! Seriously, yes. what are the loans like? Yeah. I want I need to ask him just. So how many? What are your student loans like? Seriously. Yeah. Like, I bet he's an ordained minister too. Yeah, he's I'm probably, not sure. probably is. Come, he'll also come to your bris, <laughs> and he'll come, he'll come to bar mitzvahs. Brad, I'm Brad, just joking, Brad. Brad, Brad, Brad if you're listening, please don't sue me. Uh, send all of your. <laughs> Never mind, Brad. Brad, man of many talents, and he's probably a better drummer than both of us. So. You know it, man. He's probably yeah. like, "Well, oh, this is no big deal." Can I can yeah. I ask a, a question about the movie real quick? Yeah, what, I, I like. What, what I sh- want you to because I'm sure some people are like, "Man, what is this movie?" Go I haven't ahead. seen. I haven't seen it. Obviously, yeah. what what genre is this? Is this is this a cop? Is there anything oh, comedic? Yes. Um, okay. Did you? Okay. So the '80s were filled with Tango and Cash, Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Um, situational buddy comedy okay. action, okay. Uh, different things going on. Uh, 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 what's the uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Um, sure. Okay. Help me out here, Brad. Um, yeah. Movies like that, right? Am I right? Am I on? Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. Um, uh, like, well, gosh, Tang on Cash is a good one to sum this up. Uh, and and he's in. Started, and he's in. And Tango and Cash. He's in Tango and Cash. Kurt Russell. Yes. <laughs> yes and uh, it kind of starts the genre like going into like Lethal Weapon. Yes, you know yes, that, that yes. comedy action. You know, still got some martial arts into it. Yeah, yeah, but, but this adds magic into it, and, right? Yeah, and this came out around the same time as the Golden Child with Eddie Murphy in it, and they're both. It's yeah. odd that they both came out around the same time with with like I'm going to say Chinese mysticism, Chinese fan. I'm not sure what you'd call other than that. I think everyone understands what I'm saying when I say that. So, yeah, I would say kind of fantasy. Um, it's very 80s video game-like in a, a lot of ways when I think of the plot behind 
bad dudes or double dragon <laughs> double dragon in the, in the video game double dragon they they kidnap uh the two the one guy's girlfriend and they have to fight through all the bosses which may mean yes. the double dragons just ripped off this I, i'm not sure yes um the funny thing is you know it's so like over exaggerated with with the martial arts that when my son was watching this with me he's like he said, uh, Dad, how many flips do they have to do in one movie? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there That's was, very true, son. Well, That's very true. And there's that one the one action scene, we'll get to it right in a second here, where the uh, uh, Wang, Wang Chi flips like like um, a high school uh, high school cheerleader uh, doing her <laughs> doing her floor routine where they're like, oh, yeah. E, yeah. A, yeah. G, L, E, S, Eagles, Eagles, ah, <laughs> Yes. Mean, he's just flipping, and, uh, flipping, flipping. And it's like in a fight, someone would be like, "Cut your leg off with this sword!" <laughs> oh my goodness! And at one at one point in that fight, he's fighting one of the three storms. Um, I can't remember which one it is. I think it might be rain. Yes. Um, and uh, they are sword fighting, and they jump. They keep flipping in the air and and hitting swords. Well, then at one point, they jump together oh. and fight the whole way through the air. That's pretty impressive. And <laughs> while they're flipping, it's pretty, yeah, it and, is impressive. And I didn't mention this. Wang Chi was also just a truck driver. So before this movie, I mean, we right. have basically Wang Chi, like, who's a truck driver. But now he gets out of the truck, and he can just automatically do this these martial arts like this. I mean, he should be yeah. in a dojo teaching these things, but instead he's hauling rutabagas up and down the uh, interstate. But anyway, so yeah. check so check it out. So the whole point of this, uh, Lopan David Lopan, is centuries mm-hmm. old. He has he was cast out um, for, of China back centuries ago uh, because actually millennia ago because he had disobeyed. Whatever deity thing they had going on back then, some other uh, emperor or something. So he's cast yeah. out in order for him to be made whole again and not a spirit force, just going from uh, body to body, like host to host. He has to. Right. He has to marry a green-eyed uh, person, a green-eyed girl, green-eyed girls, and a little-known Van Morrison song, "Green-eyed Girl." <laughs> it's actually about this legend, this Chinese legend, um, and she. Anyway. I guess up until this point, there are no green-eyed women that have come to San Francisco. I'm not sure the why it took so long, but they kidnapped. Right. Does it have to be an Asian green? I'm, well, but then he comes to the conclusion that Kim Cattrall, who he also kidnapped, Brad said earlier too, uh-huh. that she she has she's, green. she's yep. fine too. Yep. So that blows it, any logic of <laughs> in this movie making any sense out of the water. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely blows Lopan's mind. Oh. <laughs> he literally, whenever he when he he turn he goes from the spirit, uh, well this regular guy in a wheelchair is really old, really old, like pruny, mm-hmm. really old, like almost oh, like man. it looks one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> and his eyes will light up, and then his mouth lights up this white, bright white light, and then he turns into this yeah. spirit form that looks more like um, something from uh, Mulan. Yeah, as all I can think of the the Disney movie Mulan. So uh-huh. yeah. So then anyway, so he 
they have a big fight. They go through they go through the seven levels of this guy's lair. They go through the sewer at one point. Uh, they they mm-hmm. bring all the guys along. It's the boss battle. They got to work through the levels. They fight uh, the storm guys that Brad's been talking about: rain, thunder, and lightning. Um, uh, and um, they battle those guys, but they kill. Actually, they kill Thunder last. Um, right. When I say Thunder, it makes me think I'm talking about the American Gladiators, Brad. Yeah. 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 Nitro and, and Thunder, Gemini. Yeah. Anyway, but Thunder uh, is the last one to die. Actually, of the group because uh, mm-hmm. David Lopan gets a knife in the head from Kurt Russell because he does stab the the age the what's her name mean uh, mean lo- Maoyen Maoyen and this is tough man <laughs> I'm I'm really struggling um. Uh. Sorry, I'm sorry, anyone. I'm sorry, anyone. Yeah. I've offended. I apologize Jack, ahead of time. Jack is not very cultured, so what are you talking please about? Please don't be offended. I am very cultured. I just don't pronounce words very well, Phil. That's rude. How rude. Um. So, I. Uh. What was I going to say? Oh no, he stabs her with this pin thing. That makes mm-hmm. him become human form again. Human, which is kind yeah. of dumb. He mm-hmm. becomes dumb because now they just can kill him. Well, the weird thing, when he stabbed her, he reached inside his, like, gi or whatever he was wearing, mm-hmm. and he, he starts bleeding. And he's excited. So, yeah, oh, and it's then he's working. really, really, he's thrilled. I'm human. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was in, incapable of being killed, but now mm-hmm. he can just kill me. Like, right. it, it really, at the by the end, you're like... I've read a lot of stuff online about people being like, oh, this is a cult classic, and it's like, oh, it's great. It's the best ever. There are so many plot holes in there where you're like, well, it's this is kind of, this makes no sense why he would want to become human flesh again in order, because then he could just be killed. He's lived for thousands of well, years. Maybe it's really tough to be a some, corporal uh, ghost. <laughs> for some reason, he, he, he believes that, uh, that when he does become human, he gets to rule the world. So that's well. I mean, I, I don't get that either. I don't either. <laughs> I, I don't. But I, yeah, I don't know why that would be the case. And there's certain little characters throughout, like that little meatball. Okay. That's full of eyes. The eyeball that is basically okay. So let's okay. Let's tag into this, Brad, for Phil, because Phil's got this look on his. I wish you could see his face. He's just like, what's happening right now? Okay, so. About the meat, your meatball comment. Um, so check this out. One cool thing when I was little, and it was really freaked me out. Brad mentioned this too. Like when I was little and you saw this, there's this eyeball thing that floats around, Phil. It's got eyes all over it. And it mm-hmm. is like this drone for uh, lo, lo, for Lopan. A oh Lopan. my goodness. And it can, yep. and it can see, and it can, he can talk through it. Because he's mentally, and mm-hmm. he can talk through it. I don't know where it came from. There's this big furry beast-looking thing <laughs> that looks like a very angry, uh, mutated version. A uh, Or a Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> what I thought about. I thought it was like a it, melted Harry and the Hendersons costume. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I just thought it was like a beastly orangutan. Yeah, it was very hairy weird. It was very, really weird. And it's down there. There are other creatures below mm-hmm. subterranean. And understand, you, you're from, listen, Phil. You're from San Francisco. You didn't understand all these things that are underneath mm-hmm. San Francisco. Okay, right. mm-hmm. this is the real San Francisco, not your yep. not your touristy 
Alcatraz trips. This is the real San Francisco, yeah. Phil. Get with the program. And and Phil, the best way to get there, like Egg showed uh, his gang, <laughs> was just Egg just shell. to take a fireman's just to take a fireman's pole <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and shoot to the underground. It's very true. What? Like there are so many things. Like how are we going to get there? I don't know. Here, oh look, it's a fireman's pole we have here. He opens up a closet and there's a fireman's pole. It <laughs> takes you straight to his lair. And they slide down to the depths of San Francisco's underbelly. Okay, I take it back. This this movie's nothing like Rush Hour. Yeah, no. Well, but it's just got this weird thing going on. <clears throat> so anyway, so um, they ba- they basically in the end they win. All the the girls are back. Everybody's happy. Everybody has a uh, significant other at the end, and um, they all live happily ever after. The and Thunder is defeated. Yeah. He, but here's Thunder, the big closer. Brad, tell Phil, I want to see his face explode whenever you tell Thunder's big ending. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, Thunder is the last guy chasing them down. He's the last line of defense. Well, they're all still in the the underground. Well, out pops Egg, who's (laughs) like two stories above them, shoots like a crossbow into... Which I didn't know you could do this, like a broadhead that goes right into the concrete of the <laughs> underground, and it's and it's got a pulley system, and they start he starts pulling them up with this crossbow. Well, Thunder is right on the heels of I believe it's Jack. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, he starts to levitate up with his lightning, uh, and uh, out of nowhere, I believe Egg. So it was a big old boulder and crushes him. Hmm. And that that is essentially the end of the three storms. Which one but which one blows up? You remember the one where he blew up like he got bigger? That's either rain or thunder. Okay. I am you know, I, with those two I get kind They're of very very confusing. Would, it might it might be thunder because he makes a loud boom when he blows he up. He explodes. He puffs up. Yeah. It reminded me of Garbage Pal Kids, the movie, um, where he explodes bigger and bigger and just like a big, yeah. like a big dog tick. <laughs> and he, he starts doing that because Jack had just killed Lopan with the knife. Yeah. And when he when he sees his master go down, he gets so enraged. He just stops fighting and then just blows up like a balloon. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like he... Okay, was it that he was so upset, or was he just like, well, I have nothing else to live for? Might as it, well explode. It might be a little bit of both. He got so his world is done. And his my world son, ended. my son didn't watch any of this movie other than this end part, and he goes, "What? What the heck is this?" <laughs> I go, oh, "Miller, I, I can't even explain it. I, I don't even want to explain this to you, Miller." So he just he's eight. He so just I, you can understand, Brad. I, I thought when you said he blew up, I thought like someone hit him or no, no, like, no. no. Put he, a bomb on him or something like he just to go. He just turned like a balloon. Yep. <laughs> wow, that is well, crazy. You see, you see the people like when he starts to blow up, they they take off running. Well, the next scene, you see them running around this corner, and it look you hear a boom, and then a delay, and then you see what looks like somebody taking their garbage and just throwing it yes. out on the floor. Yes, it's so gross. 
Wow. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Now they live happily ever after. And uh, I guess the underworld's just forgotten about all this weird stuff that's under there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's where Sloth, um, Sloth came from, from the Goonies, technically, with where he came from. With those two. It was about the same it time. Could be. Yeah, they live happily ever after. And Jack takes off. You know, he thought he was, he had his love interest, which was uh, uh, the reporter slash um, uh, lawyer girl. Yes. Um, and, and he just acts like, I can't be tied down. So oh. he leaves. Yes. But- and last scene is him in the truck uh, talking over the CB to absolutely nobody, I guess, again. And, <laughs> this is morning radio show. And he's, he's got a stowaway, which is that uh, weird, beastly uh, orangutan. Or Yeah, so weird, man. And that's it. There it is. Uh, this movie doesn't sound like it's easy to go back to, let alone see for the first time in 2018. Brad, did your did your son watch the whole movie with you? Um, I'll be honest. He he, he said, uh, "Dad, this is dumb," and then <laughs> fell asleep. And then yeah, uh, he was out. About half. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> yep. Halfway through, he just like I don't understand this, and I don't get why they're flipping everywhere. <laughs> there. I, I, yeah. That no, I, I can't answer that. I love I love new movies. I love you know the the cult of the new brand new stuff. But I love going back to old movies. Like I mean, in my opinion, Back to the Future that movie will always hold up. Like that movie is right. is t- right. You know, not you know pun not intended, but it, it's timeless that that movie. But um, like this movie, it doesn't sound like like it, it would be very hard for someone to watch this for the first time in 2018, especially like a younger generation person, 20 and yeah. below. Yeah. Well, the effects are so bad, and yeah. you know, and it just doesn't keep their like the storyline is everywhere. It, yeah. it, it just doesn't, you know, it didn't keep his interest whatsoever. Interesting. Gosh. Well, let's do this. What are some goods in this movie? The goods and bads. What are the goods in this movie, Brad? Um, let's see. The bad is just stereotype. Lots of it. Yeah. Um, I would say just the effects were just not good. Um, the plot, it was just everywhere. <laughs> really, it was hard to, it's hard to follow. If you're watching for the first time, it's like, what is really going on? Um, the good. I thought, I really thought uh, Kurt Russell played a pretty good part. I mean, he was funny. Um, little one-liners here and there, right? But they're you know they're typical eighty one line eighties one-liners. But uh, <laughs> but well, uh, real quick, uh, radio, radio folks, we'll see you soon. All right, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Brad. Go ahead. I had I had to listen, right. I had I had to give at least a, somewhat of a goodbye to the radio people. So go ahead. Uh, you're talking about some of the goods, I believe. Uh, yeah. I, Gosh, there wasn't much, much good to it, to be honest. Kurt, um, uh, Kurt you I mentioned Kurt Russell's performance. The the other, like the co-stars, were they okay? Or okay, yeah, Control was fine. Girl, she was fine. Um, she plays, you know, kind of like dim-witty, you know, but kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> all of, all she was, time, she she was pretty a little lost, but I think that. 
I, you know, just putting myself in their shoes, uh, you know, I mean, I've probably be lost too if all of a sudden this subterranean right. culture that was under there in Chinatown was right, right. Anyway, but no, you're you're exactly right. Like it was one of those where it was like he was just uh, Kurt Russell's character is kind of an anti-hero where he's kind of he's he's kind of a Han Solo type character where he's not good, he's good, yeah. but he's not good, but he's kind, you know, what I'm saying. He's right. also kind of bumbling at times. Like he he literally shoots up in the air at one point and knocks himself mm-hmm. out. Huh. Yeah. Like with with the yeah. before a fight starts. So it's not like he Yeah, with that that concrete that falls on his head. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and he so he it's not necessary he's necessary in the movie, but the mm-hmm. fighting will continue in the and you know what I'm saying? He's like he's just brought along on this adventure. He's kind of Dorothy a little bit where he's brought along on the adventure. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, guess maybe Dorothy's important. He's not doing martial arts in any scene. No punching, shooting. No. Okay. No. Yep. Um, yep. He just kind of uh, pulled into this by accident. By. But he does the. Uh, I don't care about anything. Kind of deal. Um, yeah. Tough guy. Want to be a tough guy, but not really that tough. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the. Um, uh, real quick, let's let's rate this movie. Let's do this. Okay, one horrible is uh, a bad movie. Uh, not not the worst thing ever. Obviously, it's 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 barely beyond something you'd want to watch again. Does that make sense? It may be yeah. something you want to watch again, but it's a bad movie. Five is the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, I mean the worst thing ever. Okay. So where where does this movie rank on that on that scale? One being. Um, you know, a bad movie, but not you know, not the worst thing ever. Has some has some good qualities, but but bad. Five being, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of movies we've done on here before that are just like so bad that you're like, I cannot imagine spending more time doing that movie. I I'll be honest. I think I would give it a two. Okay. Because as bad as it is, I'll be honest. I might watch it again. There's some entertaining parts of this movie. Like there, and there are people like I've read a lot online about like people that are like, oh, it's great and completely misunderstood. And I like, I mean, allegedly they're yeah. supposed to they're supposed to do a remake. I saw a post mm-hmm. in October about mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson talking about doing this movie. Oh wow! Which anything Dwayne Johnson does, Brad makes a billion dollars now. Yeah. Or yeah. he can, or he can, uh, he can wrench it. I say that that I skyscraper movie is pretty bad, and San Andreas is pretty bad. I can too. see him <laughs> doing that too. I can yeah, definitely yeah. see him doing this. Pull yeah. back out. They're talking about it being a non-reboot, like it being a continued story, which oh, I guess maybe if the furry, oh, really? the furry creature, maybe, ooh, maybe Low Pan's <laughs> uh, spirit entered the furry creature. I really that meant, I, I literally well meant, and I, by the way, I literally meant that actual creature and not anything bad when I said that. It sounds really bad what I just said. I'm sorry. No, but I I know what you mean that 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 beast that lives in the underground. I, 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 yes, that would really kind of explain what it. That, is. Yes, exactly. That's what I meant. So, um, anyway, so who yeah. would you cast as the Chinese um, martial artist? I don't know. Um, I I don't know who would you cast. Let's we're gonna re, we're gonna cast for this new movie that that might come out. We've got The Rock as Jack Burton. Who's his sidekick okay. going to be? Who's his sidekick going to be? 
I would say Jackie Chan. Yeah. Okay. He's getting up there in age now, but I mean, I'm Ooh, sure he, he, could the, he could be the. Uh, now, initially, the casting in this movie, they had talked to Jackie Chan about it because Jackie Chan was still uh, up and coming. He, he, he was, was. He was still. Wait, not, he was not even in America really yet. He was doing movies in the 70s, but not in English. Yes. Yeah. They they were all they were all in Chinese. Um, wow. And he's from Hong Kong, I think. Actually, I think Jackie Chan is actually from Hong Kong, but um, I don't know who would play like who a good uh, Asian actor. If if Brandon Lee were around, that would be ideal. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah. Um, the, prob- the, prob- the problem is, as far as like casting that person for me, at least, I don't like kung fu genre and like you know just kind of that whole like um you know subculture of action like of the action genre i i don't it's something i don't really follow like i'm i don't i don't mean to sound completely ignorant although i probably am but like i i don't even know if those movies are even being made you know in regularity right now um so i like a lot of those actors that they would cast are probably actors i've never heard of daniel dan i'm gonna list off one here right dan daniel day kim from hawaii 50 oh yeah uh, he's also he was on Lost. He would yeah, be a, he, he would, would be a good one. I'm just I just pulled him up on my old uh, yeah, he phone here. It. Hold on, I'm gonna whittle through him see what I what else I get. He's what in his 40s maybe. Yeah, he yeah and he may be. I I I think he'd be fine. Ooh, James uh, Kissin Lee, Kaisen Lee, seen him in some stuff. He would be a good one too. Anyway, sorry, he was in Heroes. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. what was the actor that uh, that he uh, he reminds me of that sort of uh uh. He played Lethal Weapon Two, I believe it was. Which, what was his name? Oh, I had to look it up. Um, uh, or maybe three or four, or maybe five. I can't remember. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Anyway, anyway, so I'd be, I'd be down with an, uh, anyway. like a not like you said, it's not gonna be a remake, but like another type of movie like that. Because again, like for me, like the first thing I think of is the Rush Hour movies, because that that was what I grew up. Yeah. With. yeah and, but, but Rush Hour with magic in it. Yeah. Remember but, that. Remember that the, the magic be, part I, is huge in this movie. But honestly, I would be down with it. Like, if they could do it right, you know, better than how they did this movie. Yeah. Like, I would, I'd be down for that. Well, and we've done on the show, Brad, we've done uh, the Baywatch movie. We've done, uh, what was the other one we did? The police one. It, and oh, Chips. Had, it's Chips. And those things, when you remake something, sometimes it's just like, why did you do this? <laughs> why did you do this? Right. So, Right. Anyway, there'd have to be a good reason other than just The Rock making more money. I mean, why did they do The Lone Ranger? Oh, no, I hey, think, I've said that one. I hate that thing. We so haven't done that bad. one yet. No, we have not done that one yet. Uh, it was not good uh, either. Woof. No. Woof. Okay, well, Brad, yeah. let's do this. What have you been into lately? It can be a TV show. It can be a, another movie. It can be an activity. It can be anything. Your uh, your R and B album you have coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as uh, TV, you know, I just still we just watch a lot of reruns of The Office. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> um, do one you, of the funniest things. Yeah. Ever. Do you um, um, do you have you do you use Netflix? Yes. So. Yeah. I'm, do you do here's what here's what something that happens to us and I'm gonna let you finish your thought but here's what happens to to me at least my wife's like I'm just gonna not watch what you're watching sometimes but like I will be like flipping through I'll be like what am I gonna watch and then I end up like ten minutes later I'm you know 
five minutes into an episode of The Office. I do that all the time. I also do that with yep. Phil knows this. I do that. With, I do that with Seinfeld as well. But all right, what else have you been into lately? The Office. Uh, yeah, The Office. But activities wise, I'm we're dead. You know, in the middle of uh, the hunting season, oh, and okay. I just I I love bow hunting. That's awesome. What? Um, that's what I'm totally into right now. Um, on my off time. And watching the kids play sports. Um, like I said, my daughter just went to the Final Four, and in volleyball, they uh, they did well. And Noah just finished the football season up, and he's going to start going into off season for baseball, and uh, that'll be consume most of my time. There you go, man. Got to stay busy. Yep. You get bored yep. if you don't. If you get bored if you don't stay a little bit busy. Yeah, and it's it's fun when you you're a kid and you're playing, but it's another joy whenever you get to watch your kids do it. That's really cool. But that's really cool. Can I do a quick? Um, what are you into, Phil? What have you been into lately? So, like, I wasn't necessarily looking to mention this, but it's per- it goes perfect with what the topic was for tonight. But um, with our two year old uh, who is now just now getting into movies, like she really enjoys movie night. And yes. sitting down and watching it, she actually yeah. has is starting to have the attention span to actually sit through an entire film, like the whole kind of all the all the Halloween movies. Yeah, she we, watched them. We watched for, for yeah, exactly the entire just, Scream series. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Go, go ahead, Phil. Uh, obviously, it's all animated, but um, the Kung Fu Panda series, okay, which is you know Jack Black, Angelina Jolie is one of the characters. Like uh, James Hong is mm-hmm. actually a character. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. It, really? Who's in this movie? Big yeah. crossover. James Hong is the the goose, the like sensei, the, whatever. No, he's the dad. Like oh. he's he's uh, Poe's dad, okay. like the goose or whatever. Uh, his surrogate dad. But um, he uh, th- those movies are phenomenal. Like they're really good. I I remember thinking like, oh, they're funny. You know, Jack Black is always hilarious. Uh, you know, it's probably got some good, a- the, the plot of those movies and the progression of the characters and how powerful he gets by the third film. Those movies are legit. Like they're really, really good. Cool. I, 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 wow. I, 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 we watched all three of them in the last six weeks probably. And I would, I would watch all three again in the next couple months. They're, they're incredible films. Really, really good. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm really always late to the game on, on shows and movies. But I, I got there late. But one show, I, me and my wife have really been into is Blacklist. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. I've cool. got some friends that uh, just swear by it. I like yeah. my my life has gotten so busy over the last couple of years that that I've I've fallen off of, off of it. Not because I was disinterested, but I just didn't have the time. And they yeah. they've told me like I told them you know go ahead and spoil it. Like I'm I'm not afraid of spoilers with the show. So they said yeah this has changed and they found out this and I'm like. Man, like I need to, I need to get back into it when I have time. Mm-hmm. So, well, very cool, James. Yeah, yeah. James Spader's played an amazing character on that. Oh, he's so. he's amazing. He's good in everything. Yeah, he's a great character. He's a great yeah. voice. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, he made a really good Ultron. He was Ultron in the uh, second Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also on, he's on The Office as well for a brief bit. Yeah. Really? Late, late in the run. Whenever Michael's off, they bring him in. Oh, I, I can't remember if he's in charge of that. Saber. I can't remember exactly what he was in charge. Anyway, I love The Office though, Brad. What's your favorite episode of The Office? Uh, gosh. You I have one exactly or even a favorite both, season. But, ooh, I don't. 
I don't know if I have a favorite season, but there's an episode right in the beginning where, <laughs> where, uh, uh, oh, can't even remember his name right now. Uh, starts a fire in the office. Oh yeah. Ryan's so fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ryan. Yes. Yeah. The temp. Um, <laughs> and they're just going crazy and, uh, they block off all the exits <laughs> and, and they just go nuts. Uh, People are climbing into the ceiling. They're throwing the cats through the ceiling. Yeah, they, I do remember Which, that. why did Angela bring her cat? Save my cat. Save Whisker. Yeah, save what's, her cat's, what's her cat's name? Save, yes. Prin- save Princess. Yes. <laughs> Princess. And he, he goes back down. And he throws yeah. it through the ceiling, and it comes out the other side. Like, <laughs> oh, so Dwight. And Dwight. Dwight is the best, man. I'm telling you. Dwight sets up so many good episodes. And uh, situations. And Michael Scott is just the best. That's two yeah. best. They yeah. can't both be the best. So Sorry. good. Man, beyond good. Well, uh, anything else, Brad? Anything else you want to talk about? I'm. I think I'm good, brother. It was just good talking with you. I'm just catching up. Man, absolutely. Well, let's do it again. Um, and yeah. uh, if you're ever up uh, the old Spring Springfield way, uh, give me a holler, man. I would love to. Okay, uh, folks. Brad Jester and we talked uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, good stuff. So we will see you soon. Um, bye-bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.